Welcome to the Word Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Domenica Pilo. I'm an author, copy editor, and book coach. Each week on this podcast, I'll share tips, tricks, and treats for all things storytelling. Join the coven and learn how to put your best quill forward and become a magical word crafter. from time to time, open up my notebook and just start writing chapters, not really having any direction or any sort of plot or anything, just like an idea in my head of what the story was going to be. Hello, Magical Word Crafter. Do you have an idea for an episode, a topic you want me to discuss, or do you think you'd be a perfect fit for a guest interview? then email us at hello at wordwitchcc.com and in the subject line, write podcast so I can respond to you quickly. Thanks. Happy crafting. Hello, magical word crafters, and welcome back to another episode of the Word Witch podcast. If you haven't noticed, I actually didn't put out an episode on Tuesday like I normally do. I decided to change my release date or release day of the week to Friday, just because I tend to be a little bit too busy at the beginning of the week. And, you know, it helps me to record in the beginning of the week and then edit and release on Friday. So that's our new format moving forward. So today's episode is how to write a novel. And Just to be very clear, there are so many different ways to write novels. This is not the only way. This is just my way and how I have learned through the last few years with writing my own novel um, the best way that works for me. So let's get started. So how I started writing, like most authors, I was a kid when someone told me that I was really good at writing. And so naturally, I just kind of fell in love with it and would from time to time open up my notebook and just start writing chapters, not really having any direction or any sort of plot or anything, just like an idea in my head of what the story was going to be. That continued for many years and I never completed any of them, I would start writing a story, get a couple chapters in, and then I guess lose interest or not really know where I was going with it. So then I would just kind of put it away and forget about it. (laughs) Um, So that's been, you know, going on from when I was a kid up until the pandemic. And when COVID-19 hit in, we, well, we learned about it in I think January of 2020, and weren't really sure if it was going to be anything. I was working at the time. Uh, Yeah, and so once the pandemic, like, went into full swing in March, and I couldn't work anymore because I was in the service industry, uh, I started to kind of fall into a depression a little bit because I've been working since I was 16. And not having work was a real downer. And I kind of became a little bit lost and was wondering, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Because I can't 
rely on the world being open to make myself money. Uh, And luckily, my fiance's job went remote, so we were blessed enough to have his income to carry us through. And so I started to think about a lot of things, like, what do I really want to do with my life? What is something I've always wanted to do that I now have all the time in the world to do? And the only thing that I could think of was finishing a novel, was writing. And so I started a website, and it was basically like a short story website where I would just write short stories and post them basically for free. And I did that for a couple of months. And then I met my one of my uh, now business partners. Her name is Rachel. And she had a, has um, written quite a few novels already. She was a pretty prolific writer at the very beginning of like the ebook boom when Kindles and Nooks were like super popular. But she had kind of taken a break from that world for a while. And when we met, we kind of like started to talk about what it would be like to be a career author and what that would look like, especially during the pandemic when the world shuts down and you have no income, you know, being an author would still provide uh, you an income as an indie author. And so we actually started with another woman named Kathy. It was super, super micro press, like super tiny. We only publish our own work and um, we only publish anthologies uh, of our collected stories. So we each write a bunch of short stories that kind of go with the same theme. <clears throat> and yeah, we, we self-publish those. So at the beginning of all of that, I was a terrible writer. Like, I don't want to, maybe not terrible, but I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't know structure. I didn't know anything about storytelling except that I loved reading, especially as a kid. I had kind of lost touch with reading for a number of years, but found my way back to it. So I didn't really know much about actually writing a story. So I took a couple courses that helped me learn and working with Rachel and Kathy also really helped Um, we decided to self-edit our anthologies just to save money, especially for the first couple of times. And Rachel and Kathy um, and myself were both experienced copy editors. So, you know, we kind of got away with being able to edit the books ourselves. So from that process and, and being able to edit the work of Kathy and Rachel. I learned so much about structure, about style, about voice, and basically how to form a complete story from beginning to end, and how to create a story arc, and um, all of that. And short stories are so much different. I'll get into this a little bit later, but short stories are a lot different than novels in that the major dramatic question is a little bit more like focused and 
uh, it's like a condensed version of a novel. Like a lot of stuff has to happen in so few words. So I learned so much about storytelling just by copy editing their work. And so through that, I realized that short stories are really just like chapters. And chapters in a novel, in my opinion, should be short stories in themselves. They should all have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, some sort of conflict that is either resolved by the end or not resolved. Um, or like a maybe. But there should always be an arc to it. So the beginning of the conflict or the the inciting incident of the conflict and then you're writing the meat of that you get to the middle where there's sort of a climax and then the descending action which could either answer the question of that chapter or not but a cliffhanger should lead you into the next chapter so while i was writing these short stories and realizing that short stories are basically the same thing as chapters, like writing chapters in a book, just a little bit more um, poignant and round, I started to understand how to form a novel by using that as sort of a guidepost. How I write novels now, opposed to when I very first started, and I started writing my my debut novel in 2020, um, in 2018, and I had absolutely no direction. I didn't know really much about what the inciting incident was going to be, what the obstacles were going to be. Uh, I didn't even know like what the um, the climax was going to be. I basically just had an idea um, of a certain um, paranormal creature. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get too into the details because although I have shifted from that story, I might still write it. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of like flailing around and just writing chapter after chapter that didn't really have any sort of direction. There was no arc in any of the chapters. And this was 2018, so this was before I started working with Rachel and Kathy. So after I started working with them and realized that my story needs to have a central idea, an MDQ, and it needs to have tension that starts to build up to that climax. I researched basically how do you plot a novel without outlining it fully because for me, I don't think outlining the full novel gives you much creative freedom. And what I mean by that is going chapter by chapter and basically writing out what's going to happen in each chapter. I like the story to kind of unfold more organically and, um, you know, still be able to feel like I'm being creative and not sticking to a really strict outline. So 
I found a couple of like just like graphics of what the story structure is of a novel and basically like you've probably seen them before they're just like a little triangle and it says like uh beginning or act one inciting incident act two um so act two mid is the midpoint um and then the obstacles that are in between and then the climax which peaks between acts uh, two and three and then the descending action and then the wrap up in the end so I started to think about okay what elements of my story are working and which aren't and most of it was not working I had too many elements I had too many things that I was trying to add into the story to make it interesting and I think I was thinking of the way uh, TV shows are kind of set up where they have, you know, the love interest, the protagonist and, and her, and well, in my story, it was a her love interest, um, the villains, and basically different creatures, different paranormal creatures who are going to s- somehow play into the story. And I realized I had too many creatures. I had too, too much... Um, too many different subplots that didn't answer the MDQ. They just weren't a part of the major dramatic question and it was overwhelming me. And so I think that story that I had originally thought of would be better as like screenplays for um, a TV show. So I put that one to bed. (laughs) Uh, One of the elements, though, um, I still really liked. And different paranormal creature, I guess you can't really call them paranormal. They're more uh, supernatural. Um, Well, I guess supernatural and paranormal are kind of the same. But they're humans. They're just different types of humans. And so I really liked this one idea that I had and I was like okay let's just stick to this so then I took the graphic that I found just by googling um, and I started to plug in what my major dramatic question was going to be what the climax was going to be and then I basically reverse engineered it from there so starting from the one part I knew was going to happen, which was the climax. So that's the breaking of the tension. I knew that scene. I knew, I knew what was going to happen there. And then I started to go backwards into, okay, what obstacle or challenge needs to happen in order for that to kick off? And then what needs to happen in order for that obstacle to happen? And so on and so forth. So I just kind of reverse engineered it that way. So that's pretty much how I formulate novels now. Um, but like I said, short stories were really my, my jumping off point. It's where I really learned the ins and outs of storytelling. Um, and just to give you a little bit of 
clarity around the differences between novels and short stories. Short stories are usually no more than 1,500 words, which is about 60 pages, but the average short story is about the length of a chapter in a book. So I guess that could be the book that I'm reading now is roughly 20 pages per chapter. So I guess you can use that as sort of a a guiding post, Um, but no more than 15,000 words. Um, or flash fiction, which is one to two pages. So just really short, short, short stories. Um, I think personally, starting off as a writer, short stories are the best way to start because it's kind of like learning how to crawl before you walk and then run. Um, Because short stories require so much less time, right? I mean... There might be play, like times where you feel stuck and then you're really not sure where the short story is going because personally, I'll get an idea for a short story, but I, I really don't use the same uh, three-act structure graphic when I'm writing my short stories because they're so quick. I tend to just have an idea and then I just write it out and then I go back and I redraft and I redraft until it becomes more um, clear what the three acts of the short story are. And it just takes time to really grasp what what your story is about um, when you do it that way because you're not plotting things um, one of my friends, she calls herself a, um, a plotzer. A, no, a, a planter. Anyway, uh, she basically means that she half plots, half pantses, which for novels is definitely what I do, but not for short stories because they're so short that I basically just sit down and start typing because like I said, it's it's almost like typing out a chapter so it goes a lot quicker. It might take me two or three days to write one full short story depending on um, how long it is or um, how the story starts to unfold on, on the page as I write it. For example, so I just, I just finished Well, not just finished. I finished writing a short story back in November and it started off as something really different. And if you're, well, I keep my, my pen name pretty secret. Um, but I typically write short horror, um, instead of fantasy because, or paranormal, um, supernatural fiction, because there's no time really to world build in those types and in short stories it's really hard to explain your magic system and all of that in such a short amount of time so my other love to write is horror so um, I save horror for short stories Um, and so I just finished in November and this is December 31st actually as I record this um And that short story started off as something completely 
different from where I thought it was going to go just because of not having it sort of plotted out. I didn't really know what direction it was going to go because the idea I had was basically a haunted house, but I wanted it to, to be a little bit philosophical as well and, and answer a really sort of deep question. So I didn't know how to kind of like get those two things to marry. So as I was just writing, it took me a little bit longer. It took me like two months to, to write that one short story. And I think it ended up being around 10,000 words, which isn't super long um, or isn't super short, but, you know, kind of getting up there at the max. Um, but yeah, so, so I didn't plot that one. Um, like I said, I don't really plot my short stories, but it took me longer, I guess, because I didn't plot it out a little bit. Um, so yeah, like short stories have to be more exact and focused, um, on the MDQ, uh, because it's so short and every word has to count. You know, you can't be too loose with your with your sentences. They have to, every single one of them, because you're telling a story in so few words, uh, you have to really be concise. Um, and novels, they're, you know, you've got a little bit more play there because novels are at least 80,000 words or 320 pages. Um, and you've got a little bit more freedom there to be a bit more relaxed with your sentences. They don't all have to be, um, they don't all have to have a job, but at the same time, I don't think writing just for the sake of getting so many words out is a good idea. So what I mean is I think you can be a little bit more relaxed on descriptions. Um, you can describe things a little bit more um, in detail and use up more words that way. Um, but you shouldn't really have any sentences in either short stories or novels that don't really have a purpose. Um, but, you know, creating setting or um, using words that will kind of help your audience understand a character better, understand um, what it looks like, where your protagonist is or where uh, the scene is happening, like those kinds of things. I think you have more freedom when it comes to a novel. Novels just, they have more things in general. They have more characters. You have more scenes, plots, subplots, action, dialogue. There's just so much more meat inside of a novel than a short story. So you have you have some more freedom. So my advice on how to start writing a novel would be to take whatever idea you had, whatever is your seed, and start to free write basically on a on a notepad or in a notebook somewhere. Um, I wouldn't suggest doing this on the computer um, just because 
when you're free writing, in my opinion, it's so much easier to do it like freehand, longhand, than it is to, to type it out because you end up kind of editing yourself before you write it down. And when you're free writing on a notepad or in a notebook, you're doing it so quickly and, and it's just kind of coming all out. So free write different ideas that pop up around whatever your seed was. So for instance, if your seed was a cool protagonist name, write down that protagonist name and then any thoughts that pop up that are associated with, like the feeling that the name gave you. What images do you see when you think of this name? What does the protagonist look like? What do they do for a living? Um, Start to kind of characterize them and you'll start to kind of form different ideas, different um, plot points that can possibly show up, different themes that can show up. Even if you have a seed that's maybe a place. So the short story that I wrote back in October, November, I had this title that just kind of popped into my head. And I was like, this is a pretty cool title. And it was pretty specific. Um, it was it was a pretty specific description of the setting. So because it's a it was a haunted house short story. And so my idea was this haunted house that kind of was the, I guess, reason that the protagonist had his, um, his big life-changing moment. So something was going to happen in this haunted house that changed my protagonist for life. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of the, the point of stories is to show the character arc and, and to, to kind of give um, the character redeeming qualities by the end of the by the end of the story um, and that sort of thing. So not to get into that too much, but um, yeah. So I had this idea of this house, this haunted house. So I just kind of started writing. What does the house look like? What are the things that happen inside this house at night? What are the scary elements of this house? What draws this house or what draws my protagonist to this house? Uh, That sort of thing. So after I'd done all of that and sort of the, the free writing, I started basically just typing it out. And this is just because it was a short story. So I started typing it out. I got maybe three pages in and I was like, I still don't really know where this story is going. Um, but I kept going. I just, I kept, I kept writing because, or, and I kept doing a lot of, um, soft writing, which is basically thinking or pondering about your book 
and the ideas that go along with it and the plots and um, you know when it's something I like to do before I even sit down and start writing a story but I also like doing it while I'm kind of having writer's block I don't really know what I'm doing with this story um, <clears throat> so a big bulk of why it took me so long to write this short story was because I didn't plot it out and because I did a lot of soft writing with it um, so eventually I came I came to the sort of major dramatic question and started to redraft so that the story matched it. Um, and so I say all of that to say free writing helped me get my ideas out of my head um, without being too rigid and, and too like serious with it. Um, my advice would be while you're doing this for a novel, after you've got all of your ideas out, start to form the climax. Figure out what the life-changing moment is in the story. What is going to, what tension is, or what situation is going to, is going to break the tension of your story. Whether that's like a battle royale or um, a life or death moment between the protagonist and the antagonist, whatever it is, whatever that one situation that breaks the tension of the story and also is the switch that changes your protagonist from what they were like at the beginning to what they're like at the end. Um, this is the moment their arc reaches its peak. Then I would take that and start to reverse engineer because the, the wrap-up of the story is so much easier to write because you've basically already did all the, the legwork. You, you did all the hard stuff. And so now you're basically just trying to wrap up the story and put in the things that are going to lead your reader into either the next story if there's a part two or like a second book in the series and just bring the whole story to a close so I, I reverse engineer or I suggest you reverse engineer it from the climax of the story and then go backward so I like to start with climax of act three now there's going to be two climaxes one is sort of the the like real ultimate peak which happens in act two and then there's going to be sort of another climax that happens almost like right after that one um during the descending action or, or like right before the descending action so I, I like to start there so what is that sort of moment where your character sort of has the, the life or death moment. And then I go to climax of act two, because that would be the next step. So what is the, the actual breaking point of the tension? What's the, the big action scene? So this is going to be where your 
your protagonist and your villain are like head to head or or your protagonist is in a crisis. So, well, actually, crisis is going to be the thing that comes right before the climax of Act 2. So you've got the climax of Act 3 working backward. You're going to go to the climax of Act 2, then the crisis. So the moment your protagonist is faced with the challenge, something really horrible is about to happen, um, and then it goes into the climax of Act 2. So before the crisis, so working backward, climax of Act 3, climax of Act 2, crisis, disaster, obstacle, midpoint or twist, obstacle, obstacle, climax of Act 1, second thoughts, inciting incident, and beginning. So you're going from basically the climax of Act 3 all the way to the beginning of the story and you're plugging in all of those moments that are happening that are crucial to the story, that are crucial to the MDQ and are going to be those points of tension that lead your character to the climax, to the life-changing moment. Then after you've plotted all that out, you can start writing, basically. As long as you know where your story is going, you really can't fail unless you just stop writing. (laughs) And we all get writer's block. Um, I know there's people out there who say writer's block isn't real, and I used to be one of those, but I think writer's block is really just a blockage in creativity. And if you're spiritual at all, if you are into yoga or anything like that, you know that creativity comes from the sacral chakra. So personally, I like to try to do things to get that energy moving, to clear the blockage from my sacral center. I like to go out in nature and walk around, meditate, uh, do whatever I can to unblock the creative flow. So once that happens, then I feel like I can get right back into the story and start writing again. And one of the ways I kind of get through writer's block is to journal about nothing about the story, just journal my feelings because I feel like when we we get bogged down or when we are feeling a little bit stressed out, it also blocks our creative energy, it blocks our creative flow. So I kind of lost my train of thought. I don't really know where I was going with that. But oh, so um, once you have all of these things plotted out, the only way that you're going to not get through the novel is if you just stop writing. So do all of those things. And I promise if you have an accountability group, somebody to talk to, somebody to bounce ideas off of, you will get through it. If you have those really important points plotted out, you don't have to outline the entire story, the entire novel, you know, chapter by chapter. Um, You don't have to do that. There are authors who like to do that. I think James Patterson might be one of them. I'm pretty sure I heard him 
talk on a podcast before about how he plots out every single scene in each of his chapters, which that works for him. But for the novice writer, I don't think that's a viable option because you're still learning how to create a story. You're learning how to structure a story. And so getting down these really important plot points first doing it over and over and over again until you kind of become second nature when you're going going to like write a new story then maybe you can start outlining chapter by chapter but personally I feel it hinders my creative energy my my um it, it just stops me from letting the story unfold organically So I hope you really found that helpful. And if you liked this episode, there's a link in the show notes um, to a free download that will help you with the structure of your novel and take your idea from just an idea to a plotted story. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. Please, if you found this helpful at all, help other writers find me by giving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I will see you in the next year and the next episode. So happy New Year's, everybody, and be happy, healthy, safe, and blessed. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review. It really helps other magical wordcrafters like yourself find the podcast and benefit from the content. Take a screenshot of your review and email it to hello at wordwitchcc.com for a free thank you gift. Happy wordcrafting!